What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Today, we are talking about this lens, which was sent to me from Hasselblad. This is the 80 millimeter f 1.9. So this marks the sixth lens in Hasselblad's XCD lineup. And earlier this year, they released a roadmap of coming lenses over the next year or two. And it said it was going to be an 80 millimeter and the f stop was a question mark. And they ended up going with an f 1.9. And this, by the way, is the widest aperture lens that Hasselblad has ever produced. There are two reasons why you would want to shoot medium format. You have a much larger sensor. So the first reason is resolution. You're going to have a much bigger resolution resolution and higher megapixel count. The second reason is the way a larger sensor is going to render depth of field in the out of focus areas. This shot is a perfect example of what this lens will do. You get extremely narrow depth of field at a longer distance. This lens is gorgeous. So I am very fortunate in the fact that I have access to use some really nice equipment and at least borrow it to use it for a while. And I'm going to say this, that even after just having this lens for a few days, I am blown away. This is one of my favorite lenses that I have ever used on any system. So I'm going to tell you why. And actually, there are two lenses that have come out this year that I feel that way about. I think the Sony 24mm f1.4 is a contender in that category too. It's a completely different lens. It's designed for full frame and not medium format, but it's got an extreme personality to it. And that's exactly what this lens has. And I want to break it down here and talk about exactly what that means in more technical terms. So the big party trick with this lens is the ability to shoot wide open. And the images look gorgeous. In fact, we've had so much rain the last couple days. I only had one day where it was clear enough to go outside and actually get some good shots with this. So I did a lot of shooting around the house. And when I took this out of the box the first time, put it on the camera and I noticed right off the bat, something is different about this lens. And as I mentioned, I have used four of the other Hasselblad lenses and I own one of them. And I can say this, that the first thing that hit me is this lens, not only, you know, you obviously have the shallow depth of field rendering and that's what it's really designed to do. But I also noticed that the micro contrast was much stronger than other lenses in this series and the overall color rendition is just a little bit richer and I did some A-B tests to just see if it was my imagination or just my excitement about a really shallow depth of field like this and honestly it is a little bit there I mean you're still going to do some post-production on your images probably but this lens gets you a little closer in some ways than other lenses do so let's talk aperture for a second because this is the one variable within any lens that gives you control over what the final image is going to look like and most people understand that aperture will control depth of field. So at a larger or wider aperture, you're going to have a shallow depth of field. Whereas when you stop the lens down and you have a smaller aperture, more will be in focus. And one of the tricks obviously to this lens is it is an f1.9. This ends up being the equivalent of about a 63 millimeter lens at 1.5 on a full frame sensor. But don't think of it like that because like you can see from these sample images, how this will render at a distance, which I think is one of the most amazing things about this lens. And it's a lot of fun to shoot wide open. In fact, what's interesting to me is that, you know, we have trends in camera design. And back in the film days, we had a six by six centimeter square that we were working with. Now these sensors are six by four, five, and they're actually a little bit smaller. And so one of the things that I obviously you have to put marketing into this and when you're selling medium format cameras, resolution makes sense. So therefore we get into megapixels and we get into sharpness. And the trend over the last couple of years, especially with high resolution 
resolution cameras is to design lenses that are going to be extremely sharp and resolve really highly across a wide series of apertures. And I think it's really interesting that this lens comes out and it does something very different. And I think it's the first time I shot Hasselblad back in the film days. I still have two of my 503CX cameras. And the, just the basic 80mm f2.8 lens, when you rendered that wide open, you got this 3D look to the image sometimes, depending on how you focused it and how it was lit. This is the first lens that I've seen for a medium format camera, and this even includes phase one, that actually renders on that kind of quality that the old six by six centimeter cameras used to do. It's pretty amazing. So let's talk about aperture though, beyond shooting wide open, because throughout the aperture range, this lens actually does take on a lot of different characteristics. And I did a bunch of what I refer to as aperture series images. And so basically, you pick a subject and you go through all the apertures in full stop increments. So you start at f1.9, you go to 2.8, you go to f4, you go to f5.6, f8, so on and so forth throughout the range of the lens. I would suggest you take your favorite lens and do this as well because when you actually look at these images side by side with no post-production, no corrections done, you're going to see how the lens performs at various apertures and you're going to start to see characteristics that come with the lens and this gets actually quite interesting. So if you take an image shot wide open at f1.9, there's a couple things that you're going to notice. Now, first of all, this is a pre-production version of this lens, so there are no lens corrections that are automatically applied within Lightroom. You can manually do them, but I have not. I'm showing you what this looks like right off the card. There are no post-production um, stuff done whatsoever to the following images that you're going to see. So at f1.9, it's wide open, and you're going to notice there is a little bit of vignetting, and this happens with any lens. And this is just a characteristic of optics. This isn't a flaw in the lens, but this is what happens when you shoot wide open. Now, this can be corrected in post-production and so the lens is certainly usable and what we're looking at is just what does the lens do naturally and that's how you're going to get your most peak performance out of the lens. So when we stop down to 2.8 you're going to see the vignetting starts to go away and by the time we get to f4 two things happen. First of all the vignetting is gone and now we start to see a bump in the contrast which is very interesting too. When you go to f5 the colors come in a little bit richer and this lens really starts to get at its peak performance. Now with any lens you're going to get your peak performance somewhere in the middle but closer to the front. So it's going to be somewhere around f4 to f5.6. When you go beyond this, opposite problems start to creep in, things like diffraction, loss of contrast, so on and so forth. Typically, in this going to vary lens to lens, but f8 is usually the last aperture that you're going to see a really peak performance at. Beyond that, you start to lose sharpness. Uh, diffraction is usually perceived as softness. It's similar to what you're going to have on a pinhole camera when the aperture becomes too small. Uh, it's a less perceived sharpness. It looks soft. You're starting to start to lose peak contrast a little bit. Now, again, a lot of this stuff can be corrected in post, but if you're losing sharpness to diffraction, that really can't. What's interesting is this lens holds its peak contrast and sharpness all the way to f16, which is a stop more than I have on most lenses that I've had experience with. This is a really sharp lens. It's really outstanding. You do get a little bit of diffraction and loss of contrast that start creeping in, and Hasselblad allows you to stop these lenses all the way down to f32, which I think is way beyond the safe zone of what anybody should be stopping down to. But this lens actually holds and f22 is usable. It's really pretty impressive what this does at various apertures. One of the things that you may have noticed, particularly on the image where I was at f16, is there still is a little bit of a blurry background and a perceived depth of field. Now this is largely because I'm at a more minimum focus distance. I don't think I'm at the complete minimum at the lens, but that branch that I'm focused on is pretty much in the foreground. Obviously things that are further back, you're going to switch that depth of field. So if I wanted that same shot and I wanted everything in focus, I would need to move my focus point back because your depth of field 
field, you want it in the middle of that. But anyway, it's a really interesting lens and it's got an enormous amount of character to it, even at small apertures. So I would actually encourage you to do a test like this on your own. Take your favorite lens, pick a subject, and just do a complete aperture series in full stop increments. You're gonna learn a lot about the characteristics of your lens and where its peak performance is and what it can and can't do. It's really pretty interesting. But back to the Hasselblad, I wanna talk about the focal length on this lens because this is one of the things that was kind of unexpected that I really ended up liking a lot about it. Now, when Hasselblad announced that they were going to do this 80 millimeter with a crazy wide aperture, I thought, well, they missed the mark because I wanted to see a portrait lens. I wanted to see like a full frame equivalent of 85 millimeters or maybe 105, and this is a 63 millimeter equivalent. But one of the things that I really like about this is rather than just being a headshot kind of classic portrait lens, I mean, you can get close enough to your subject and there's really very little distortion in this lens. And so it can pass for that kind of thing. But one of the things that you're going to be inclined to do is to incorporate the environment more into your images. And with an aperture this wide and you're able to get that 3D look with a very selective autofocus point, you're going to get really good results. And I actually like the fact that this is a little bit wide for a portrait lens. It actually works really well. Another thing that I'm really happy to see in this lens is Hasselblad XED cameras work with leaf shutters. So the shutter is actually inside the lens. This is kind of how Hasselblad is always rolled. But with the early XED lenses, they were a little bit noisy and sometimes a little bit loud. And this is considerably quieter. And so they have done some re-engineering there. And it would be interesting to see moving forward if that's something they're able to stay consistent with because it ends up being a more intimate camera, especially when you're shooting in a sound sensitive type situation. So I've only had this lens for a few days now, so it's been a little bit limited in terms of time. But as soon as I took this out of the box, it has been really difficult to put this down. What's cool is like even when you're just shooting stuff around the house to test it out and try low light and all kinds of things, you look at the images later and there's kind of this sense of intimacy that you get. And it's because one, the focal length, but two, the fact that you're able to be so selective with your depth of field. And this is something that certainly with medium format and Hasselblad in particular, I think has been missing from Hasselblad. And it's really nice to have a lens finally that you're able to use on this camera that gives you that look. So Hasselblad were gracious enough to loan me this lens. This is a pre-production model. The production models will be available in December, they're saying. So this next comment that I have, I want to direct right at Hasselblad. Make more lenses like this. But let me put this in context because earlier in this video I called this lens a game changer and I'm very serious about that and I want to explain why. So if you consider Hasselblad in the unbelievably awesome history that they have behind them going all the way back to the film days and I had a lot of those cameras. I had the 500CM, the 501, the 503CX. They're all kind of variations on the same thing but there's a look that you've always associated with Hasselblad cameras throughout the years. It's high attention to detail image quality, resolution, all those things. And I think that with the X1D, when this was introduced in 2016, it's a young camera. It's only been out for two years. And to date, actually today, there's only five lenses that are available, and there's three more that they've just announced that will be available over the next couple months. My experience with these lenses is that they are very much in the Hasselblad tradition, and Hasselblad partnered with Zeiss for years and years, going all the way back before the 50s. And in the 1954, I think, when they designed the SWC, the Super wide camera and that was the big Zeiss lens and it was a Biagon design and it was really cool. And Hasselblad have continued that tradition. There's nothing wrong with that. But this is an F1.9. This is very un-Zeiss. It's very un-Hasselblad. By the way, Hasselblad and Zeiss are no longer producing these lenses together. They are all done by Hasselblad. But I'm just saying they've stayed with that look. This is something that is very different. And here's why it's a game changer, especially for Hasselblad. You know, 
we are in this era right now where, you know, I guess throughout the history of photography, we've always had trends. We've always had things that are popular at the time. And this goes into cameras and marketing because it is a business in the end. And I get that. And with medium format cameras, we have more megapixels, we have more resolution, and the cameras are just getting sharper. And the lenses have kind of followed with that to show off sharpness and detail and resolution. Now, one of the things I would really love to see, because I come from more of the art side of things, is to break away from that a little bit. And that's exactly what this lens does. This gives Hasselblad a voice. And I would love to see more unique lenses in this lineup. Let's be honest. I have reviewed a ton of cameras on this show. They're all pretty good above a certain price point, and they're all kind of indistinguishable. I mean, they capture images, they have varying color rendition, you know, it's all gonna be taste at that point. You might like the way a certain camera works, or, you know, what are the features on them, how is it designed ergonomically, and they're all pretty good. It's just different flavors of the same thing. Lenses are not. Lenses are the paintbrush that gives us, as photographers, something to create things with. And to be able to have variances and different things that you can do, I think is really important. And for Hasselblad to do that with a medium format camera, this gives Hasselblad a voice, and that is what I'm excited about. So yeah, it's all right for an 80 millimeter lens. I am kidding, of course, this lens is incredible. In fact, I'm kind of sad because it has to go back to New York today. I've got to box it up and get it to FedEx. And I'm really honored that Hasselblad considered me to be one of the early testers on this lens before it became available. It will be available in December of 2018. If you shoot medium format, this is the lens to check out. This is the headline right now. This is like nothing else that's available. And if it's a specific look, and if you want to do something different, this is your lens. And believe me, in this case, different is good. Love to hear what you guys think, drop me a comment below. I'll see you in the next video. Until then, later. <laughs>